I'm so grateful that we have War and Peace to talk about. Otherwise, this podcast would be atrocious. Oh, my God. Can you imagine just hours and hours of us talking about Marmite and penguins? I honestly wouldn't turn up. I'd last a week. My name's Will. And my name's Steve. You haven't got time to read War and Peace. Even if it is one of the greatest novels of all time. 587,000 words, 612 grams. That's the weight of the book. 500 characters, 361 chapters, three volumes, two epilogues, and a collection of maps. We're going to summarize all of it for you. This is War and Peace in just seven years. <laughs> William! It's time. Stephen, is that the time? Dinner's ready. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> it's not dinner time. It's podcast time, Will. Great. I'm so glad I let you do the intro today. <laughs> Nailed it. Well done. I like to mix it up a bit. You do, Steve. But look, welcome, Steve. Welcome to the episode. I miss that bit. Welcome, Will. It's great to be back for another week of War and Peace in just seven years. We're knocking off those days. It'll be six years soon. We are scratching into the wall <laughs> More and more as every week goes by. Uh, we'd love to thank everyone who's writing reviews for us. We're getting loads coming in. We absolutely love them. I'm going to put them all up on our Instagram. Uh, but just a quick thank you to Antiquero Man, our first Australian review. Love it. Uh, and then thanks to Cup of Noodles in the USA. Great name. Great name. And also Tanner, 0930 from the US. Lovely reviews. I assume 0929 was taken. So that explains that. Or that's just their pin. Who knows? <laughs> it's code, a quick, right? quick way of remembering it. But look, <laughs> thank you for your reviews. We, we do love them. Keep them coming. I'll put them on the Instagram. Thanks very much. You can check them out at WAPIN7Podcast on Instagram. And Will, I just want to say to you, Will, this week, have an Instagram cookie. Oh. Put a badge on yourself or whatever Instagram does, because that map you drew really cleared a few things up for me. It was a good, good map. Thank you for that, Steve. It means, it means a lot. Will got out his clackety clacker pens and he drew a fantastic version of the map that's in last week's episode. So if you haven't seen that, at Wapping 7 Podcast, check it out, see that map, leave a little like, send us a comment, send us a DM. <laughs> <laughs> Just go absolutely wild on it. Go nuts. Uh, they don't call me the cartographer for nothing. They don't call him that. They don't. Will, what happened last week? Oh, what happened last week, Will? What a question. I'm not stalling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just enjoying I'm just enjoying the chat. Uh Nick Rostov, uh he got in trouble for finding a thief. All a bit weird that. Not really yeah. sure how that was resolved, but he's rich, so it's fine. Everything'll be right. He's so rich. Tellyanin, fish hand man, the damp little thief. He has been taken off the list. Whatever that list is. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> the hell punishment. that means. He's he's off it. He's gone. And then, of course, a little bit of war happened. The first shot was fired. First shot was fired and it was a miss. And then Netsvisky, who's an interesting chap, he was dishing out the pies. And I mean, yeah. I mean that that was that was it, right? They are ready to fight. They're full up, they're well rested. They're drunk, they're full of pie. And they're ready to fight. And on that note, Steve, onwards. The reading. Joe, you know what's interesting? Since I've got a dog, 
Uh, it turns out all those excuses about them eating stuff, it's its true. He's eating the bloody book. I'll take that as a compliment. Well, if you could train him to eat it at the rate that we're reading it, that would be great. What a fellow you are, friend. We haven't heard much about the Smurfs recently. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, we haven't. What a fellow you are, Steve. Hey, what a weird fellow you are. The Smurfs, of course, just to remind everyone, are a fictional colony of small blue humanoid creatures who live in mushroom-shaped houses in the forest. Ugh, humanoid. Somehow that's made them more disgusting in my <laughs> it's mind. It's bad, isn't it? Just see... The German sausage is making tracks too. German Smurfs. <laughs> Dot com. <laughs> oh my god. German town sees a Smurf invasion. Oh lord. As thousands of Smurfs gather to break the world record. Sorry Steve, just to correct you there, the headline should read, To Smurf the World Record. I know, <laughs> they've made a grammatical error. How many people do you think it takes to break these most Smurf-like people in one place world record? 178. Mate, you really should follow my example a bit more because they were aiming for 3,000 and they got 2,762, which I think is pretty respectable. Yeah, that that many idiots they managed to find. That's great. No, no. (laughs) I won't have that. I won't have that. Absolutely not. Fine. How's it you're not drunk today? What I'm hearing from this article is that maybe in a couple of years in this podcast, we're going to organise the world record-breaking Smurf get-together. It's going to be people all around the world. I reckon we can get at least 10,000 people. Oh, we could get at least 10 people, yeah, for sure. (laughs) 10,000 people. At least. Give it a couple of years. That world record's going to be ours, everyone, all right? We're going to smash it. Sorry, sorry. We're going to smurf it. We are going (laughs) to absolutely smurf it together. Denisov smiled, took out his sabre... I can't even read that word, so we'll just not bother. Sabretooth tiger? Uh, shut up, Steve. I, fi- I finished reading. Just what? stop. Stop. Stop what? everything. What What about the Make a Smurf costume guide? We've already seen one before. <laughs> I've finished reading. Oh my god. A Smurf costume, right? It's just you put on a blue yeah. t-shirt, you paint your face blue, and you put a pillowcase on your head. That's it. I cannot believe I'm hearing this again. You've, you've, told, you've told me this before. Oh. You, my friend, are a true, true buffoon. Okay. okay. <laughs> we are going to crack on. Steve, I've just finished reading a bit of book two. Fantastic. We are very much in the action with a small caveat, sort of. Okay. 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 <laughs> Enemy. <laughs> yeah. We're on a bridge. Ah. Enemy shots are flying over oh. the bridge. Is this the bridge that the Hussars were going to defend and then blow up? Yeah, mate. Yes, exactly. So all of the soldiers, they're all on the bridge. Yeah. And there's bloody loads of them. Good. There's a crush. Right. Prince Novitsky is stuck halfway along. So, Steve, I want you to kind of imagine a conveyor belt of soldiers right. and you're stuck in the middle. You literally can't move. You're pushed back against the railings. Hundreds and hundreds of soldiers. There's cannon fire flying over your head and you can't move. Sounds basically like Black Friday. Unbelievable. <laughs> That's where I'm going with it. <laughs> you're in my head. I'm inside it. Each time Prince Nesvitsky tried to move on, soldiers and carts pushed him back again and pressed him against the railings. And all he could do was smile. What? 
he's a madman. He doesn't care. He likes it. <laughs> he it's just funny. It. He loves the warm squish of carts and people and horses against his body. He likes that. He doesn't care. He's fine with it. This lad is absolutely brilliant. <laughs> like, you're, you're all going to die. He's just cracking up. <laughs> he is wasted. I think you've nailed it there. I think he's just battered yeah. and really hasn't been able to figure out how much danger he is in. Yeah, yeah. Steve, we've got a lot of wonderful listeners in the US. Yeah. And there are many things we can thank America for. Uh, the main one, of course, being virulent capitalism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and with that, of course, comes the superb Black Friday. As you mentioned before, this scene on the bridge yeah. has very much Black Friday vibes written all over it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What would be your Black Friday crush strategy, Steve? I'll set the scene for you. Yeah. You've been camped outside your favourite store for seven days and seven nights. You're desperate to get your hands on a 50% off bag of quinoa. Oh, yeah, that's me. The doors are open. Yeah. And uh, what does what does young, crazy, feral Steve do? How do you navigate the Black Friday crush? There's a few different strategies, aren't there? You could either drop to your hands and knees and crawl like a rat. The obsessed rat shopper. Good. Or some kind of catapult where you would yeah, kind of yeah. fire yourself okay. in, into those discounted apples. I'm not sure what they discount on Black Friday, but yeah. Two minutes to nine, you hoist yourself up into the air, fly over there for two minutes, smash through the door. Pick up your 10 pence apples. Scoop up a handful of quinoa and then out the back door you go. I think that is a very good plan, Steve. Thank you. Uh, now, where you and I went for the Black Friday analogy... And rightly so. Yeah. Uh, Tolstoy has gone for a slightly different one. Only slightly different. Cyber Monday, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, Steve, see if you can get the analogy that Tolstoy is going for. Looking down over the rails, Prince Nesvitsky saw the rapid, noisy little waves of the ends which, rippling and eddying around the piles of the bridge, chased each other along. Looking on the bridge, he saw equally uniform living waves oh. of soldiers. Soldier straps, covered shakos, knapsacks, oh. bayonets, long muskets, and under the shakos' faces with broad cheekbones, sunken cheeks, and listless, tired expressions, and feet that moved through the sticky oh. mud that covered the planks of the bridge. You know what? I bet Tolstoy wrote that and he, he thought, good job, Tolstoy. Good stuff. That was really good stuff. This Tolstoy guy can sure write, can't he? <laughs> you know what? There's something to his writing. I actually quite like it. Um, I think he was going for a sort of sea analogy there. Mm. That didn't escape me. No, it didn't escape you good. It River analogy. So it did escape you a little bit. <laughs> okay, sure. Sure. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. One thing you didn't pick up on there, though, Steve. The ends, it's a river, mate. Ends is a river. <laughs> I'm messing with you. No. I'm messing with you. It's both. It's both. You're all right. It's both. You're, you're oh, okay. God. You're okay. You're, you're telling me that there's the town of Ends, mm -hmm. which is what I said it was last week, but there's also a river in Ends called Ends. I really wanted you to think you had to apologise again over some river stuff. You don't. You're absolutely oh my fine. God. Just to clarify, the Ends is a southern tributary of the River Danube. In Ends. It's as if a dam had burst. <laughs> 
shouted a Cossack. It's absolute mayhem on this bridge. There's people everywhere. One of the soldiers makes, I think anyway, quite an obvious point that if the enemy actually hit this bridge, they're all very much dead (laughs) just immediately. Yeah, there's a nightmare. They're like sardines in a... In a bin. (laughs) (laughs) Like a load of sardines in a bin. Exactly. If he begins popping at the bridge now, said the old soldier dismally to a comrade, you'll forget to scratch yourself. Okay, because you'll be dead. There's a new group of soldiers and they're pushing past now, Steve. And yes, they're drunk and they're merry. Of course. Who isn't in this war? They're having some classic soldiery chat. Chatting about smashing a guy's teeth in uh, with the butt of a rifle. Lovely classic stuff. perfect. It's great chat. And also, mate, I really, really do have to stress this literally is in the book. This is what they're also discussing. Yes, the ham was just delicious, (laughs) answered another with a loud laugh. And they too passed on so that Nesvitsky did not learn who had been struck on the teeth or what the ham had to do with it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we all know what they were talking about just after that conversation though oh that ham was delicious and, uh, and uh, how many Danny DeVito's why <laughs> was the rifle but uh, Oi Corp how tall you reckon the sergeant is in bits of ham <laughs> hey give us that bit of ham let's measure uh, it let's, see how, let's measure it let's see how tall this horse is <laughs> uh, now look we don't usually do this stuff here, but seeing as ham mm. was mentioned, I honestly couldn't resist. Steve, how many hams long is the river ends? <laughs> My standard guess of 100,000, <laughs> uh, I think it's going to serve me well. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say 100,000. Excellent guess. Just over 2 million by my calculation. Fine. It didn't go big enough. <laughs> we'll crack straight on. Back to the death bridge. A sergeant says this, clearly looking out for his men. Bah, how they scurry. He just sends a ball and they think they'll all be killed. (laughs) He's having a laugh. Right. So they shouldn't be scared of being stuck in a very small place while cannonballs sort of rain down. No. That should be... Why are you scurrying, lads? Don't be so weak. (laughs) Relax. Enjoy the scenery. As it flies past me, Daddy, the ball, I mean said a young soldier with an enormous mouth, hardly refraining from laughing. I felt like dying of fright, I did. Pon my word, I got that frightened, said he, as if bragging of having been frightened. How big was his mouth? (laughs) Yeah, huge. This chap just (laughs) mouth down to the floor and he's cracking up because cannonballs are trying to kill them and oh... Yeah, oh, like Pac-Man. This is awful. This I feel nervous just thinking about this uh, bridge stuff. These poor lads, they're not, they're not ready for this. It's awful. And to make matters worse, suddenly, I have no idea how, uh, a cart appears on the bridge uh, with local German women in it. Oh, no. Um, I know. I know. I, and like, there's a really sad man at the front and I don't know how they're here. Probably the nuns escaping from the castle. <laughs> And as you can imagine, the soldiers don't act very politely now. No. A couple of things are shouted. Oi, sell me the missus. That kind of that kind of stuff. What, sell me your wife? Yeah. Will you sell me your wife? You wouldn't mind selling me your wife, would you? And they're all like, wait, yeah. Uh, don't forget, Nesvisky's always watching all of this. Big grin on his face. Just loving it, cracking up. Oh, Steve, on the German cart... 
Uh, there's also a cow following behind. Okay. Quick question. How big are the cow's udders? Wow. Mm. Big, as a, big as a man's head? Yeah, they're large. They're large, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just big udders. Tolstoy lets us know. Okay. Yeah. Just big ones. Big udders. It's like kind of Tolstoy's equivalent for a cow of saying what hands are like. <laughs> it is, yeah. He had small, weak udders. <laughs> <laughs> small, white, clammy udders. <laughs> And a beautiful cow's mouth. <laughs> Thank God that those poor, innocent German bystanders, they've gone. They've got past all the kind of streams of abuse oh, being thrown at them. Suddenly, everyone comes to a stop. Right. And why are they stopping? There's no proper order, said the soldiers. Where are you shoving to? Devil take you. Can't you wait? It'll be worse <laughs> if he fires the bridge. See, here's an officer jammed in too. They're pointing at Nesvitsky. So we're back into the Nesvitsky POV. He hears an odd sound. Yeah. Something swooshing towards him. Huh? Woohoo! An owl. Splashes. Let me check. This time it wasn't an owl. It was a cannonball. Oh, okay. Well, that makes more sense. And the soldiers all have a little laugh about it. They're absolutely crazy, these people. Oh, my God. Isn't this bridge rigged to blow as well? <laughs> it's got, it's, it's got <laughs> TNT at the base of it. Terrifying. These lads just don't care. None of them are scared, by the way. None of them at all. They don't know what's coming. Nesvitsky's had enough. He manages to get on his horse. He right. just about kind of gets on. Uh, but then he gets his leg stuck out of nowhere. Okay. Nesvitsky! Nesvitsky! You numbskull! <laughs> You'll probably guess who this is from the next bit. The squadron can't pass! Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, hello, friend. Denisov. Hello, Denisov. He's red and shaggy, with his cap on the back of his head and a cloak hanging jauntily over his shoulder. God, he sounds cool. <laughs> he does sound pretty cool, doesn't he? He sounds wicked. He sounds like he's um, Dracula. Kind of long hair, cape just hanging off the shoulder in a very cool way. Yeah, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, as we know, Denisov is not the calmest of men. So his solution to uh, speed up the troops and get them off the bridge is to take out his sabre and threaten to kill them all. Sure. Okay, but they are already under imminent risk to their lives, yeah. but it's worth, you know, doubling down, sure. Look, we need problem solvers here. Yeah. Who isn't going to start moving when threatened to be killed by their own officers? What is this? They're like sheep, just like sheep. Out of the way, let us pass. Stop there, you devil with the cart. I'll hack you with my sabre. That's his go-to solution, isn't it? Just sort of cut people up into little bits and flog people. Yeah, and any, any, stuff like any that. issues he has in his life can be dealt with by a quick murder. What a chap. So he gets to Nesvitsky. Now they've got time for a catch-up, obviously. How was the pie? How was the pie earlier on, mate? How you been anyway? You all right? <laughs> uh, Nesvitsky asks Denisov why he's not drunk. Right. <laughs> okay. Good chat. Why not? Okay. Why not? Yeah. They don't even give one time to dwink. They keep dragging the wedgement to and fro all day. If they mean to fight, let's fight. But the devil knows what this is. This is a very poorly organised pub crawl. I've got to be honest. <laughs> this is an absolute shit show, isn't it? Oh, we now get a fascinating insight into Denisov's pre-battle preparations. So, Steve, my question for you. If you were about to go to war like this afternoon... Yeah. Uh, how would you prepare yourself at home? 
I'm just sitting in the lounge and then suddenly it's like news broadcast. We're going to war against, um, I, su- I assume France. I assume Napoleon's back. He's back. He's back and he's mad as hell. Yeah, everyone leave your homes, go to Dover. <laughs> the war's on. That's your question, is it? Yeah, the war's on, mate. What are you yeah. going to do? Knowing what I know about war from war and peace, I would immediately get very drunk, very drunk. Um, <laughs> yeah. Eat a lot of sausages. Yeah. You sound ready, Steve. Yeah. Have you been to war before? Yeah, well, no, but I've, I've, I've definitely done my research. You miss one tiny bit of information out. Oh. Of course I'm going into action. I've shaved, brushed my teeth, <laughs> and scented myself. What is... And I shit you not, they now chat about perfume. What is going on? What is... What, 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 <laughs> this, this is... Perfume. The battlefield. You have to remember, throughout this whole chapter, they are in such a precarious position, moments from death, yeah. soldiers everywhere. Hands. These two lads are having a chat about perfume. What kind of perfume are they wearing? He's got a little, like, napkin filled with scented things, and he pops it under Nesvitsky's nose. He has a sniff. That's nice. Love that. To be honest, though, perfume adverts are usually quite weird, so... This kind of fits in <laughs> fits in with that, yeah. that vibe, yeah. doesn't really it? Really going for the masculine market there. Sure. Right, good news. Thanks in part to Denisov acting like a complete madman, threatening to murder everyone uh, with his sabre, mm. him and Denisov get to the end of the bridge. Okay. So fair play. It really did work, that strategy. Taken a while, hasn't it? It's taken a while. Nesvitsky delivers an order to a colonel. Uh, we can probably assume it's a top secret recipe for pie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that, or yeah. perfume tips or something like that. <laughs> yeah. We're very close to the end now. We're at the other side. Loads of infantry everywhere. It's muddy. Everyone is exhausted and a bit confused, and I really can't blame them. Uh, the infantry, the foot soldiers, then come face to face with the hussars. Okay. So what I understand now is the hussars, they're the posh rich boys. They're all the princes. They're the ones like Denisov who are covered in perfume and capes and on horses. And the infantrymen, the footmen, they're the actual soldiers. They're the ones that die and are covered in mud. Right. So all these people then that we've been hanging around with, they're the kind of posh lads. They're not going to necessarily be in the trenches. No, that's it. And so now it's quite nice because there's some classic infantry slash hussar banter. Little back and forth. What good are they? They lead about just for show. And then from the hussars, don't kick up the dust, you infantry. And then he gets his horse to kick mud all over these (laughs) foot soldiers oh i like that (laughs) it's nice nice move that is a good thing to train your horse to do (laughs) it is could come in handy perched up there you're more like a bird than a man (laughs) good comeback it's quite simple man (laughs) it's quite it's quite a bad it's quite a bad comeback but you know fair play fair play and then finally the final rinse of the chapter Take a stick between your legs. That'll suit you for a horse. What the hell is going on? That's that. Well, <laughs> what's going on? Nobody cares. They're in such danger. I think what Tolstoy's doing here is just really, really, really setting them up for a fall. And he's been doing it for chapters, almost the whole book. Yeah, I think you're right. I think now it's just explicitly clear 
that they haven't got a clue. The Hussars, the posh boys, they're out of their depth, but they just don't understand it yet. They think it's all a bit of a joke, right? They think it's a sort of lovely, heroic war. A lot of like lads going along, having a, having a bit of a laugh. Oh, hey, hey, yeah, ooh, uh, have a pie, yeah, yeah. have a pie. Yeah, exactly, exact, all that. Is it going to be like that? I really hope so. <laughs> I really hope <laughs> so. For their sakes, I really, really, really hope so. <laughs> yeah. But we will have to see. We will have to see. This stuff, this like fairy tale stuff about the war, this has to end pretty quickly, right? I don't know. It's going to be a strange book if they're just jollying around <laughs> Germany, drinking, drinking different liquor. uh, liquors. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the summary summary. All right, Steve, we've had a couple of episodes with some very strong summaries. It would be a huge shame if you disappointed us and let us down and and just, just, you know, gave us something rubbish. Why do you do this? I'm sure, I'm sure you won't. You won't. You're a good guy. Why not be more supportive? You're a good guy. You've got this. You don't want to let us down. You don't want to embarrass yourself. I've got 10 seconds on the clock, buddy. Are you ready? I'm ready. That's the spirit I've been looking for. You're a real hussar. Okay, in three, two, one. Stuck on the ham highway. It's Black Friday on the bridge. We're stuck on the bridge. Netvisky's there. He's watching things. Is it a perfume advert? Wow, that cow's got big udders. Everyone's drunk. It's a lovely, lovely war. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. Oh, 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 what a lovely war. Who would it be a soldier, eh? Oh, it's a shame to take the pay. Bloody hell, you know the whole song. Mate, I was in it when I was a kid. Steve, that was absolutely brilliant. You didn't embarrass us and let us all down as I thought you would. What was the name, just to refresh us? Uh, It was a bit of a mixture of what happened. It was called Stuck on the Ham Highway. Oh, absolutely spot on. Boy, were they stuck, eh? They were stuck. That guy talked about ham. You can see how it all came together. He did. (laughs) And that cow, eh? Big udders, huh? Wow. Wow. Very big udders. Yeah. What a chapter. Um, I'd like to think that maybe next week we'll be really in the battle. Look, we're inching closer and closer to the edge of this cliff. And trust me, this cliff is bloody high. And at the bottom are (laughs) spikes and feral raccoons and stuff like that. Really mad and hungry. What more can I add to that? See you next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of WAP in 7. You are incredible. Well done. You're amazing. Before you are allowed to leave, Steve requests but one thing of you. I would love it if some people could do a few more drawings because we had some fantastic drawings in season one. Season two's in full swing. I think it's time to get your pencils out, your watercolours, whatever medium you choose and pick something to draw. We would love to see it. We'll put it on our Instagram. We'll put it in Tolstoy's Hall of Fame. Perhaps you could draw Telianin's fish hands. For example, I think they're very appealing. Oh, we'd love that. Or you could draw Denisov, yeah. the madman. <laughs> or you could draw Nesvitsky. You could draw a pie. Oh. oh, yeah, all those lads enjoying those pies. I'd like to see that. Laughing, laughing a lot. Or just that cow with gigantic udders. <laughs> do you know what? Maybe <laughs> that's what we want. It really is up to you. Please do draw us some stuff. Send it to our Instagram at WAPIN7Podcast or email it to us if you're ashamed of it. <laughs> to Tolstoy at WAPIN7.com. 
And look, just for you, here are the silly bits. Oh, mate, I've, re- I've left the book in the kitchen. Whoopsie! Oh, my God. Oh, whatever, I can't I have eat. to do the podcast from the kitchen. Stupid idiot kitchen guy. He'll never hear this because I'm going to edit this week's episode. So say what I like, listen to it myself. Stupid, you blabbering on, stupid. chatting nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> right, mate. I came back at a good point. I was just saying what a stupid idiot you were that you'll yeah, never hear this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I got that. Cheers. Oh my God. This is an amazing website. McDonald's Smurfs, the mm. Smurf song. Wow. What do you do yeah. with your Smurfs? The latest post on the forum from Squeaky Smurfs. I'd love, sorry, sorry. I'd love to know the answer to that. <laughs> what do you do with them? Absolutely nothing. <sighs> A lot of people sort of pose them around and stuff like that. Oh, wow. That's put really around. Cool. They, they put them in yeah. little situations with each other. What else is there to do with your Smurf collection, eh? I like putting mine into my houseplants. Ah, oh, yeah. I like putting mine on top of the mirror. So when I look in it, it looks like I'm uh, I'm one of the Smurfs. I won't have this Smurf negativity, mate. You can keep this Smurf negativity all to yourself. No, one, no one's interested in that, honestly. I like covering mine in ketchup, so it looks like there's been a Smurf massacre. No, if you're listening, you're into Smurfs. I don't agree with Will's views. Quite the opposite. We've got enough of this, Will, by the way, if you want to wrap it up. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm fully aware we've got enough of this, of this Smurf stuff, mate. 